and welcome to the second half of the same bullshit you were just listening to. I am one of your favorite Grey's Academy hosts, Kelsey. And I am the one you really came here for. False. Kelsey. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tricked ya! My name is Carmen. But you're here for both of us, and it's still a beautiful day to podcast, and there's still tornado sirens going off, so it's all great. Everything is perfect. Everything is wonderful. Everything's great. Uh, I did want to share a little bit of information that I didn't share in the first one. Kelsey, if you'd be so kind as to let me share it. Um, I'll allow it. The last seven days, I just want to shout out a couple of, uh, I can't remember if they've been on here before, or if they're returning top ten uh, um, people, countries. Countries. Yes. Uh, Norway and Iceland cracking the top 10. Yeah. So uh, welcome to all of our friends from Norway and Iceland. And with that, Kelsey, back to you. Um, Real quick before we get started, I want to say if you found this and you have not listened to part one. Oh, good point. Yeah. We split. Okay. This is very confusing. The episode we were talking about is Crash Into Me Part 1. Anticipating a very long episode, we have split it into two separate episodes. We are dropping the both on the same day, so just double make sure that you've already listened to the first one before you listen to this one. So if you're listening to this and you have not yet heard the first one, go listen to that. It's like an hour long and then come back and prepare for another hour long episode. And welcome. And welcome. And if you could send us some gummy worms because I'm craving gummy worms. Also, if you could, send us some five-star reviews. Yeah! Wherever you listen. Please, pretty, please. Pretty, pretty, please, please. please. Um, Okay, before we start this episode, we're going to go ahead and take a break for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Incredible. One man. Ooh, One singular man. Um, okay, can I have a hint? It is a man. Ooh, this changes everything. Uh, Stan. No. Damn it. It is Jacob. Oh, man. The one you knew. I thought you'd get it because you already knew him from Suits. No. Um, Dang it. So he... Uh, is called John Billingsley in real life. He played Jacob Nolston and he was in one episode of Station 19. And honestly, I was very surprised because there are a lot of guests in this episode. I was very surprised that he was the only one. Yeah, there was a lot of people here. Uh, And then having, I'm actually surprised that Seth Green doesn't have any other cameos in any of these other shows which is kind of surprising to me because yes, he's a big actor, but also I feel like once you're in with Shonda, it's like, if you're that big of an actor and you're coming into Shonda, just do, just, just go for the whole universe. You know, let's do it. I also was like, when I was looking, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not in anything else, but I wish he was because I like Seth Green. Yeah. Big fan. We stand stuff. We, we, we stand stuff. We stand (laughs) Seth. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And Stan. And Stan. Poor Stan. We hardly knew ya. We... No. Yes. Sorry. I keep getting... I kept even watching it. I kept getting Stan and Ray confused. I was like, wait, which is who now? Okay. Stan was a Ray. 
of light. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what's happening. Stan and Ray get just they get to pummeled. the hospital with Jacob. <laughs> they yes. get Jacob out of the car. They're like, "Hey, there's a really bad accident. We got to head back out." So they're loading back up. Mary and Shane plowing right on down the ambulance bay. Shane is in the back with their patient. Mary's driving. Mary has a seizure while she's driving. Just, I mean, full speed ahead into the other ambulance. This ambulance flips like multiple somersaults, lands on its top. Obviously, this cannot be good. No one's going to look at that and go, they're probably fine. Also, I feel like Stan was not all the way in the vehicle because they say that he's like closed in the door. So I feel like he was mid getting in when this happened. It's kind of hard to see yeah. because of the yeah. way that they're upside down. <laughs> I would also get that vibe. Also, have we, we've talked a little bit about this before. You've not seen New Amsterdam, right? Correct. Do you have any intention to watch New Amsterdam? Um, maybe someday because the main guy in it was also in Blacklist and is very cute. But you can spoil it. I won't be upset. I know I can't because... <laughs> If you watch that show, I would be spoiling, in my opinion, the biggest what the fuck moment in the entire show. Oh, my. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Hmm. Maybe I With should that, watch it. You should. It's it's honestly, it's a great show. It's, it's a really good show. Uh, and I only watched it because of him from The Blacklist. He's very good and very yeah. cute. I That's what matters actually, to me. I would actually agree with you on that one. <sighs> so dumb. I'm not saying that Jake Ballard is not cute. I'm just saying that I think that he's not as cute as you guys make him out to be. He's freaking hot. I also think Fitz is overrated. I don't think Fitz is that attractive. Yeah, Fitz is like, he's too like snooty looking yeah. for me. You know, like he looks like, oh, you know what I mean? That's not yeah. for me. Melly, though. Oh, Melly. I love her. Love her. My actual I mean, and literal queen. Yeah. She's kind of a piece of work in that show, but I love her. She's great. Truly. Oh, Anyways. Um, okay. So. This is the Grey's Anatomy podcast. <laughs> so we'll get first things out of the way. The patient in Mary and Shane's ambulance is dead. Just oh, right yeah. off the bat. Dead. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Mary is passed out at the wheel. Shane is writhing in pain. And I don't feel bad for him. Um, Stan is upside down. Ray is upside down. There's a lot of blood in Stan and Ray's rig, as you would anticipate. Um, in so Stan, I guess we can, Stan and Ray's. Yeah, Not Stan Shane and Ray. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Shane and Ray. I apologize. Sorry, I might have. Um, okay, so let's talk about Stan and Ray first, because we like them. Neither um, of them are confirmed Nazis in this episode. Whoa. Oh no! Whoa! Would you drop your right. phone? No, my cup. No, my cup. big old Very cup important. of water. So hydrate. Yes, I also have my my gold Starbies cup. Oh, with, look at us! With water. Yeah, look at us. Hydrate before you dehydrate. Thank you. I'm glad you picked me up on that. So okay. Stan and Ray. 
Stan, have we, or, or Ray, have we met <clears throat> Ray before? I think we've like seen them potentially. In so my, my, before. my thing with the, with these characters is there mm-hmm. seems to be a relationship that they have. They seem to, this must be a regular drop off for this hospital because Meredith seems to have a decent rapport. Weber, uh, they seem to have known them when they were taking, you know, the guys, the, the Jacob back. The other ambulance crew, they knew nothing about, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, Stan Ray. I think Callie knew Mary. Oh, really? I feel like she did. In that scene where George is like, oh, it's going to hurt. Oh, wait, plot twist. No, it's like not gonna in hurt. the ambulance. Like, I feel mm. like she runs out and she's like, oh, my God, Mary. When she's like checking her. Oh, maybe maybe she does. I don't remember that particular exchange but so sad everything about this situation with ray and stan is sad yeah it fucking sucks stan is like dead yeah and and here's go ahead you go ahead part of this episode i don't know why this so specifically has like stayed with me since watching this but like when his wife is there saying goodbye to him and someone has to come and like drag her away. That like is just, I just think about that moment all the time. Like that shot of like him and someone like pulling her and her feet are just being like dragged away. Cause she like cannot walk because her husband is about to die. And that just like really like haunts me. And yeah, it's very well done, but I hate it because it's so sad. It's, it's truly, truly terrible. And the, the the part that sucks after that immediately is Stan not only dies alone because his wife is gone. I mean, he has Ray, right, obviously, but Stan dies not knowing that he was a hero. I think he does know that, that he saved Ray. I think he he lived, he died when he knew that he saved Ray. He's like, and I like I your perspective rest. on that. I like yeah. your perspective on that. I've said goodbye to, was it Sarah? Yes. Sarah, who they've never met. Uh, which, sidebar, Meredith, get off your pity party. Oh, she's only going to remember me as the person who gave the worst news ever. I, don't, I think you're reading that wrong. I, I felt like that was a little bit of a self-involved moment. But I, maybe I, I'm just annoyed with Meredith with a lot of things she does. Don't think it's self-involved. I think it's more just like, you know, so many times we could have crossed paths and this is the time that it had to happen. And I just handed her the worst day of her life. And like, that's just like, and like Richard says, it's like, that's the job. Like, unfortunately, as a doctor, you're going to be that person for a lot of people. And that's a bummer. Your thoughts. The situation. He's yawning. He's yawning. It's a big one. I thought I was going to be able to get it out quick, but (laughs) I your your thoughts have some validity, and I will take them under consideration in my perception of Meredith in this episode. Is that fair? It's a fair say. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) Whoa! Calm down, (laughs) easy killer. Stop yelling at me. Um. Yeah, I think it's just. I just don't really think. I think she's just kind of coming to terms with like well this is the way that it is and like that's who i am for her and like that just sucks but it's the reality 
Yeah. It's also just a gigantic, it sucks so much because uh, Stan's laying there in his own blood with a what looks like uh, a metal thing just cutting into his abdomen where the, yeah, the thing cutting hit. him in half. Yeah, cutting him in half. I so when he said that he can't feel his legs, that was a crazy moment for me because I actually thought I made a note of this. I thought, is he actually cut in half? Like, is he cut in half right now? And we just don't see it. Um, you're making a look here. Is he? Cut it's in half? reminiscent to me of like the Bonnie situation where once you figure out like the wound is beyond repair but is simultaneously the thing that is keeping them alive. Like that pole was the thing that was going to end her life, but it was also keeping her alive because once they took it out, all the blood, I think it was the same thing with Stan where it was like that door was basically cutting him in half. I don't think he was fully cut in half, but like for sure his spine was severed. Yeah. Um, once that opens all the blood immediately (laughs) right out. No, I mean, doc, Dr. Weber says, like, there is nothing, there's no nothing medicine can do. And because Meredith is upset, she's like, we, we have an entire hospital right here. And he's like, all the medicine in the world cannot save this cut in half person. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing we can do. So it sucks. But I will, I will reality. say a redeeming moment for Meredith that I actually did enjoy was when he was like, yeah, people come back. Like, Stan is just laying down. Like, yeah, people come back from this, right? I could live and just only be paralyzed. And Weber is silent. Absolutely yeah. silent. We deadpan and Meredith. She's like, yeah, totally. I've seen it all the time. People come back from this. They, they're walking in, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did like that she was like, this guy's not going to die. Give him some hope. Yeah, Let him for die sure. Hopeful. I agree. Kudos to Meredith on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ray, just upside down for the whole fucking episode. They yeah. must have. I wonder how long it took to film that because you're. I don't your know, but is, that must have sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no thanks, Ray. So what was? So what, I didn't understand fully. The there was a oxygen apparatus that was in his back. I think so. Yeah, like maybe you know how like they have the things on the oxygen tank. Like maybe the thing that they turn. I also didn't fully understand what they were saying was the injury. Let's see if it's on this thing. Um. Because it was wild. And it was and like it was, piercing his heart, but it looked like it was like in his lower back. Yeah. Very, very confused. Well, we were, it, it was upside down. You have to reverse it. It's like looking in a mirror on a cell phone selfie. Flip it and reverse it. Okay. Yeah. Ray was but, injured when another ambulance crashed. Well, when they start to pull the ambulance apart, Stan stopped them because he noticed that Ray had an oxygen regulator embedded in his back, which had caused a tear in his heart. So they had to stop moving until they could stabilize his heart before getting him out of the rig. They suspect cardiac tamponade and got an ultrasound to confirm. So it goes right through his upper back to get to his heart. Yeah. But where did it come from? That's what I wasn't understanding. Is, is I'm that assuming one of those... just in the back of the rig, like it's something they would have had like to treat people in the ambulance. It, was, it, it got jostled and it was floating around and all of a sudden the impact and it's in his back. Yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. There That's was a couple of really good scenes. Just also incredible acting by these two. Very uh, true. Where they're sitting, they're singing, uh, 
what's the song? Uh, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. The rain is gone. And then they're like, what comes next? And then Richard has to say the next line. And it's like a bummer. All my pain goes away or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But he has, he has, uh, Stan has a funny scene of of the saying of don't tell Sarah I was talking about getting tail before I died. Yeah. Um, He's giving Ray the full, he's like, listen, man, if you got whatever you got to do to get fucked, like use this story. It's going to be a doozy. Tell this story. The the chicks are going to want to bone you to make you feel better because I'm dead. Yeah. You know, no one controls who lives or dies or tells your story. incredible i wrote i wrote you that <laughs> should we watch hamilton right now like live stream us just watching hamilton for the next four hours yeah that sounds good remember Perfect. when we did watch it together in london it's true live in london Twas amazing uh what else what else happened with these guys uh I'm trying to think they're besties they're besties for the resties for the rest of stan's life they are best friends it's true Think Ray will um, ever love again. I feel sorry for Ray. Yeah. I don't know if he lives. He may die. I think he dies. I'm predicting he dies. It's yeah, it just reminds me a lot of um the Bonnie situation. Cause like was, Meredith is again getting like emotional. You know what I mean? And she was yeah. very upset when Bonnie died and she's like crying when Ray dies. I mean, it's sad. Especially having to watch his wife. Luckily, his wife is at the hospital and they don't have to like call her from across town. But oof, just minding your business at work. Hey, come outside real quick. Your husband's dying. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, And then Meredith goes into the car. She goes into the ambulance. Is that to to do the tombinat or that's to stabilize? it's to do something. I think it's to maybe get the ultrasound to confirm. But I thought it was afterwards because Stan's mm-hmm. dead at this point. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. 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 So that's, that's what it was. I think if I'm remembering this correctly, they start, they'd use the jaws of life. Things start mm-hmm. to open up. Yeah. He's like, wait, that's stop. Stan is like, no, no, Ray's going to die too. Yeah. And then. They stop moving. He dies. And then that's when they take the time. They have to go in and she has to confirm it all. That's right. Yeah. That's why she's in the car. In the ambulance, I mean. What a way to go, though. And and at the end of the episode, Ray is, like, convulsing, right? He's having some sort of, like, panic yeah. attack or seizure. Something, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a seizure at that point. There's a lot of things happening in your body that are terrible, probably. Yeah, and it might not have been hard to act that seizure because you've been hanging upside down for yeah. 45 minutes, like, acting skills on point. I do wonder how long it took to film this episode. Like, is there something in the actor's union that is like, you can only hang upside down for a shot for five minutes at a time? Uh, I'm sure there is. There's got to be something, right, for health? Because you can't do, you can't have a stunt double do that. You're Literally, it's your face. It's everything. Yeah. If you're an actor... And you've been upside down for more than five minutes. Email <laughs> us. We have Pretty to talk please. to you. We would love to know what the fuck. What else do you got for these guys? The, I know the other ambulance has a lot more plot on it because it involves yeah, I'm Bailey. Trying to think, yeah. 
Um, I don't know, but the song that's playing when Sarah is saying goodbye is very, very sad. What's the song? I don't know who I am. Um, it's called Where I Stood, and it's a breakup song. And I know this. This is one of those songs that, like, after I saw it on Grey's Anatomy, I, like, had it on a CD that I could, like, pretend my life was very dramatic when I was driving around my little 17-year-old self. Did you um, download it off of uh, LimeWire or BearShare? I'm pretty sure one of my friends did for me. Yes, one of my friends who's also a big Grey's Anatomy person. Um, I feel like I have all of those CDs still. I'm going to have to find them. And then the next time we're together, we'll listen to some of them. Very well, emotional. we make sure, uh, it's in, you know, don't, don't get rid of your car anytime soon because a lot of new cars aren't even coming with CD players, you know? Really? There's a lot of new cars that like just forego CD players all together. That makes sense. A lot of EVs don't have it. It's just Bluetooth, aux cord, uh, Wow. Yeah. What a time to be alive. I mean, does your car even have, does, uh, your car has a cassette player. My, my car, car has a, TV, a CD player. My car might have a cassette player. My car does not have a cassette player. I've had, my other car did too, because it was really nice. If you don't have the Bluetooth thing, because they make tapes that you push in and it has a wire that you just plug into the headphone yes. jack. Yeah. It's crystal clear sound quality. I bet. Um. Anyways, yes. So that song, it, it's called "Where I Stood," and it's very, you know, like emotional, like dramatic. when your heart needs to have a good cry. Oh yeah. yes, for sure. Yeah, totally, it's a breakup song. So um, let's I'll, talk about everyone's back. least favorite person, the Nazi, and yes. we're not talking about Bailey, the bad Nazi. Wait, before we go, I did want to shout out these two episodes were nominated for an Emmy for Best Makeup, Non-Prosthetics. Oh. I want to say probably because of the carotid artery situation, but also all of the ambulance wounds as well, I have to, I have to imagine. Do you think the swastika was real or was that makeup? <laughs> I think it was makeup. I don't think Shonda would have hired him if it was real. Yeah, that's fair. Also, can we just, before we jump fully in and get serious, that swastika was his whole torso. Yeah. Not, like, does this guy go to the pool? Does he ever take his shirt off in the summer? What does he do? Probably just around his white supremacist friends. Also, it was just so we. I guess okay. So we're transitioning into the serious part now. When Christina meets him, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know how like you get tattoos you regret," and she's like, "Oh, you regret it," and he says nothing. Yeah, he doesn't regret it. No, he doesn't he's regret it. He's a piece it. of shit. A piece of and he's committed to being a piece of shit. Yeah, um, it's it's not good. We on the Gray's Academy podcast firmly put a line on the sand of if you're listening to our show and you're a white supremacist, we don't really care if you never listen again yeah it's fine if you don't do that yeah um yeah he sucks and it's still give us a five-star review also though (laughs) like as someone who has tattoos i don't understand how you could have that i mean i know people have tattoos on their abdomen but like it's like filled in it's yeah that took some time and like if you if your body changes in any way, that thing is like not going to look the way that it originally was 
when you got it. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. You're not allowed to put on any weight the rest of your life, sir. Not that we care, but like, yeah, it's, fuck oh, you. Just, it's a weird place to put a tattoo. I've seen a lot where it's on arms, it's on the the pecs, but never on a just a full-on stomach tattoo. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I don't love it. Um, I don't. I don't love it because it's a swastika. Do you think but, the writers were like, "Hey guys, listen. I know this is funny. This is a funny place for a swastika, but let's just put it over his gut, whole <laughs> at the whole thing, giant, big old swastika." Um. Okay, so well, let's come back to this. We'll talk about Mary first. Nice lady, right? She's driving. She has a seizure. They they do some scans. She has a tumor. Obviously, everyone has brain tumors because Derek has to stay in business so right they uh he has to operate uh she also was like her arm was like <laughs> a noodle it was gross <laughs> yeah. and kelly's that. like i can fix it give me three yeah, seconds sucked. and i'll fix your noodle arm <laughs> um so yeah uh So, yeah, he does the surgery, and in the surgery, the monitor, he's using a probe to get to the tumor, which is normal. Derek, normal thing we've seen Derek do before. And the monitor goes out. So now he has this probe in this woman's brain, and he doesn't know. He's, like, essentially flying blind in a human being's brain, which is not not what you want. Yeah. Um, And so the monitor goes out and they're like, oh, did we lose power? No, all the other monitors are on. It's just this one. It's just the connection to this probe. And they're like, well, should we get another one? He's like, well, I can't pull the thing out because I can't see what I'm doing. If I pull it out, she dies. So he's just frozen at this point. And he's like, call the company and get someone here to fix it. And that's the end of the storyline. That's as far as we get in that storyline. So what do you think is going to happen with that? I, <laughs> having worked in people-facing positions and having worked in people-facing positions with technology that goes out, I assure you that the customer service departments for these technological items that we would own for different companies that i worked for in the past are less than 10 out of 10 service. I imagine that no one in the hospital knows how to just run IT on that machine. And let's just assume that the company who makes those machines aren't based out of Seattle. Okay. I think this woman is dead. She's going to die. Or Derek is going to go all cavalier and say, all right, well, I can do this. I am a, I'm a, I'm a neuro God. I got this. And he tries to blindly go out and he succeeds. Either she dies or she's completely healed. Uh, But either way, the monitor isn't coming back on. That's my guess. Okay. Interesting. I, from my experience, there's no way, unless, of course, everything is suspended in writing, in the writing of the show, all disbelief. In my opinion, there is no way anyone from the company gets there in time. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, also, we did not really talk about Rose. Oh, we could talk about Rose. Um, I like her. Yeah, she's fine. She's there. She was engaged, you know, and of course her st- story is the same as Derek and Meredith, but she's the Derek. And he's the Meredith. And so 
what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> so they're not going to be together forever. I think that they're going to go a couple more episodes of getting to know each other. It's going to be flirty. It's going to drive Meredith up a wall. Maybe they go on some dates. Maybe they have sex. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, But it was creepy when he's like just staring at her chest. And she's like, I know you're looking at this ring, but like you need to stop. Like, (laughs) please. I know you're looking at the ring, but it comes off like you're looking at my chest. (laughs) Oh, right. So sorry. Yeah. Um, But I, I dig it. I kind of like them together. They're not, again, I'm predicting officially that they will not be together forever, but I do like the time that they have. They have good chemistry on screen. Uh, I like if I'm just going and I'm taking all of everything that I have backstory out, I want you to know, uh, Grey's Academy listeners. I think that Rose is more attractive than Meredith. Oh my, a bold statement. Yeah. So sorry if that pisses anyone off. Very different looks, though I will say, definitely very, very different, different looks. Yeah, Meredith has a lot more softer features, mm-hmm. uh, but I think, yeah, I think Rose, I, I just, I think is more attractive to me. Um, but I do see. So the, the, Meredith has this throwaway line, kind of when they're dancing, and she's like, "I'm not worried about Sydney. I'm worried about the one after Sydney." Yeah, and I think that this is the girl that we're supposed to believe is the one after Sydney. Yeah. And she will force Meredith to have to figure out her stuff. We're going to get a pick me, choose me, love me part two. And then Rose is going to say, you don't get to call me a whore. And (laughs) so we're just cycling through the same plot points. (laughs) Not even different, not even different to script. And then Derek marries Rose, and then Derek cheats on Rose at the next senior prom night at the hospital with Meredith, and Callie finds her panties again. My goodness. So That's my official prediction. It went off the rails at the end, but my prediction is they're probably going to date. They're probably going to have sex. It's going to force Meredith to be like, listen, this is what I'm at. I'm working on it. This is who I am. Pick me, choose me, love me, blah, 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 blah. And then Derek and her to get together, unfortunately. That's my official prediction. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with the goss. Before okay, we go into so our next thing. Now we'll get now we'll get to Shane. Shane sucks. Wait, wait, let's let's let everyone know how much Shane sucks, but also let's let everyone know how great our sponsors are. Okay. So listen to a word from our sponsors. Regional sponsors. Thank you. And Shane sucks, and we're back. Yeah, Shane sucks. And um, we hate white supremacy and we hate Nazism. And go ahead. <laughs> yes. So that's going to sum it up. We're obviously going to get into this and talk a lot about it. I think it goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyways. This guy sucks. And it's very unfortunate that people like this exist in real life. And since this episode has aired, unfortunately, many more of them have just come out into the open yelling their dumb bullshit at everybody. We hate it. Um, when we yes, first started the it. show... We talked about how, oh, if this show was on now, they would never call Bailey the Nazi. And I mentioned the way that they put that nickname to rest is very well done. And now we have here, we have reached that the moment where she says, no one better ever call me the Nazi again. And George just says, yes, ma'am, is like so simple, but so heavy and so well done. And I'm like, yeah, that, you know, it's, it's just a nickname until there's that, that person in front of you you know what i mean like it's not just the nickname yeah and um 
the reality is it starts off Bailey's in the ambulance trying to check Shane and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she goes to wheel him in and he asks for a man doctor. And obviously at first she's, I think her first assumption honestly is like, Oh, he's embarrassed to buy something. Um, and he then, gr- he like grimaces. He like yeah, kind of like reels back like, in the in the me. ambulance. Yeah. Um. So I think her first assumption, honestly, is just like, oh, he's embarrassed. Then she kind of moves on to be like, okay, he's probably sexist. It takes her getting Doctor Weber over there to for him to say he wants a white doctor, which is just like both of their faces in that moment is just like awful like it's just terrible and the the sad part about that is nazism aside that happens yeah regularly yeah just racism and sexism both in the Mm -hmm. medical field terrible we do not condone either of those yeah we hate it it's trash garbage um and weber is weber's fired up Yeah, Weber's like, I am not, like, I have things to do, and this is not it. Um, What what does he say? He's, uh, I wrote, I don't know what he said, but I wrote in all caps, oh, is this guy a wild racist? Weber was, and then it was, like, question mark, exclamation point. Obviously, we find that he was, and I go, damn, Weber was pissed. So those are my notes for that. So you're welcome, everyone. Yeah. As he should be. Um, so, yeah, it just sucks that that's a person that probably exists in real life. Um, so Bailey is like, I'm going to get Christine Yang to do this. Um, so she pulls Yang off of Han surgery. Yang is obviously very, very upset about this. Um, she sees the swastika and... Okay, well, sorry. Christina comes and then Bailey leaves and she's like, give him the best medical care. It's the law. And that's when it's revealed that there's a giant swastika on the abdomen. Christina then goes to Bailey later on and is like, he has a giant swastika on his abdomen. My grand, my grandparents died in Auschwitz, like all this stuff. And then... Bailey's like, well, I'm going to keep you on the case. Christina's upset. Like she wants to get off this case because a, she doesn't want to work on this case and B, she wants to get back on the cardio um, situation. So then they're like, well, let's take him for these scans. They have to go. It's coming up. He's got, obviously he's got internal bleeding because he was in an ambulance crash. Uh, Christina's again asked to leave and Bailey's like, no, we're going to do this together and we're going to rise above it. And then they have to go convince him. And he's like, no, you have to have a white person in this surgery because otherwise you'll kill me. Which is an insane thought process. Like. I, I hate this man. It sucks. However, I can understand his thought process. It actually makes sense because you Proudly, I mean, you said you regret it, and then you said you didn't. You, you said nothing. But he's got the swastika that represents anti 
Asian, anti-Jew, anti-anything that isn't a blonde white dude. And it's well, not my thing just... Is I'm like, if, if that's the case, I feel like they would have to try all the more hard not to have him die because then people would be like, oh, you killed him for being a garbage person. But who's going to sue? He's dead. Probably his white supremacist besties. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah, that's They're right. probably traveling in packs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, no. I, and then that, that makes sense, too. I see, I see both sides of it. It is. It's a bummer that George just gets sucked in and he's not even on the surgery. He's just standing. He's just watching. I like that it's George because I like that that's like. I feel like that's an emotional support thing for Bailey in a way, if that makes sense. Because they yeah. already have like that bond beyond the hospital. And it's coming in a lot of layers to this scene because George was there for Bailey to have the kid. The kid is the point of contention as a point of part of the contention with her and her husband. She's mm-hmm. missing her lunch with her husband that she forced him to schedule to save a racist Nazi. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to the metaphors in this scene where different things are coming together. It's very well written. Yeah. Cause um, she says something it's, it was it like a, <laughs> I'm calling on Jesus. Do not, oh, yeah. do not yeah. interrupt me. Don't bother me when I'm calling on Jesus. I don't do it often, but I'm calling on him. <laughs> Uh, and then she's, what does she say? I'm elbow, I'm elbow deep in a Nazi's guts. I'm missing lunch with my husband. We're yeah. rising above. Uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot in that. Yeah. Um, also when she goes to ask Derek if George can be on the case and he's like, I, she says she needs George and they're like, why? And she's like, because I have a white supremacist who needs a white doctor in the surgery to make sure I don't kill his crazy white behind. And George goes to go scrub in and Derek says to Miranda, like, you are well within your rights not to do this surgery. Like, no one would question it if you pass this off. And she's like, that would make me like him and I'm not like him. Ugh, I just got goosebumps. Like, bless her. She's just like, she has such strong convictions in who she is and who she wants to be. And that's so... um so respectable because it it would be easy to just be like, I can't deal with this. Like someone else do it. But like she, she's trying to prove a point and I, I have respect for that, but I don't know that I could do it truthfully. I would have, I think we talked about this very early on in this podcast of the TV trope of, um, cause it happened in house too, right? Like they, they, didn't save the person the way they could have. I'm What's glad his name just killed that dictator straight up, killed him, like murdered yeah. him. Chase. Yeah. Chase killed the dictator. Like didn't like, Oh, like do medicine badly. Like just killed him. Yeah. So anyways, we're not going to see Bailey do that. She's obviously got a lot of ethics. It is. It is also the, the other quote that I wrote was, uh, <laughs> Someone will be here soon to save the master race from extinction. Oh yeah, God, he's so fucking wild, and I love yeah. it. He sucks. Shane sucks. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So I think that's like the main, it, obviously what's going to happen in the next episode is, so these are the things we have to have wrapped up in the next one. Oh, wait, sorry. I have to have this other quote by my bestie, Christina, when she's trying to get Shane into the MRI and he's like, I'm in pain. And she goes, you're on morphine. It's not like you're in a concentration camp. Oh, such a good quote. Incredible. Incredible. A lot of good uh, zingers. You think yeah. that they was, was there something going on around this time that, that like prompted, we need to, we need to just trash some Nazis right no, now. This is 2007. I think at this point they're just like, you know, shitty people exist and we're just going to continue to Shauna is very good at, I guess I want to say subtlety or like the story kind of telling itself in that way. I will say, I feel like there's kind of a shift after she leaves where you don't kind of come to the conclusion. It's more just like on the show. They're like, man, doesn't everybody suck? And you're like, well, yeah, but you're supposed to like lead me there with a story, not just like have that conversation. But I think Shonda is very, very talented where it's very organic and you kind of see it and that like thinking about the reality of like, Oh, these people exist and blah, blah, whatever. So I think you said She's that before. I'm I'm excited to see that transition and yeah. and point and and have conversations like this where I'm able to point out and go, man, Shauna would have led us there like that Nazi guy. Remember that one time with a Nazi? Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, it is okay, sad. So yeah, it is sad when they they panned to, to Tuck and he's just calling her, not picking up. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. So let's talk about the things that have to be addressed in the second half of this episode uh one of the biggest ones is the bailey and tuck situation you think that's gonna play out poorly How do you think that's gonna go <laughs> uh poorly uh this is while bailey is justified to do this and it makes sense for her character it's also just solidifying what her husband's beef is. You're picking your career over everything and you're home between the hours of midnight and six or whatever it is that she said, which also not even enough time to go home, decompress, shower, eat a meal and get a full night's sleep. That's insane. The way that man has no sympathy for the fact that she is doing so much in her career. Yeah. It's a bummer. But I get it because he's probably someone who's driven too. again. That was a decision you came to together. So I have a little bit less sympathy, yeah. uh, but I understand where he's coming from. But like, also you're married to Bailey and she's dope. So like, fuck off. I'm so sorry. There ain't nothing you're doing at a bank that is more impressive than what Miranda <laughs> Bailey can do in an OR. True. I agree I with that. Um, I, it's it's going to be one of those i think they're going to have a conversation where it's going to leave it very vague there's not going to be a reconciliation i don't think i think she'll tell him what happened and he's going to be like listen you did the right thing but like not the right thing for us you did the right thing for yeah. you you did the right thing yeah. for saving lives and they're going to leave it just vague enough and just intense enough to kind of lead us into a divorce which what, what did i say by the end of season 5's season 5's yeah. uh, finale so He's not going to stick around for it. They're going to co-parent whatever they got to do. But she's done 
now exactly what he's frustrated about. So that's going to, that's going to yeah. be a tough conversation in, in part two for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they have to resolve, I guess they have to finish whatever they're doing in Shane's abdomen. They have to fix the Mary's brain monitor situation. They have to potentially get Ray out of the ambulance and then address whatever wounds he may or may not have from there. They have to. Oh, Nick, they have to figure out what's going on with Nick's bleedy bloodiness. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me make official predictions. Okay. Shane said Nick was going to (laughs) die. So Nick, Nick is dead. Nick Mm -hmm. dies. Shane lives. Okay. Marie, Mary Mary lives. Stan is dead. We saw Stan die. Ray Ray is dead. Jacob dies. Okay. I think that's a less than 50% mortality rate. A lot of death in part two. I'm calling. Yeah. (laughs) It's not looking good for part two guys. Um, and then we have Alex Ava Lexi, um, Bailey Tuck, George and Izzy, kind of, I guess. Um, Derek Meredith Rose. I think that's it. I do think that's it. And I want to make a prediction on the Ava Lexi Alex storyline, I think. I, I wasn't okay. going to, but I'm going to make a prediction. Ava is going to find out that Alex had sex with Lexi in part two. Okay. Um, let's, should we rate it? Do you have anything else to say? I, I think that's, let me just look through my notes real quick. One more time. I think I got everything. Um, I want to see a closure to Izzy and George. If they really are broken up, Everything that George put Callie through with the help of Izzy, it better be a good wrap up. But I feel like <laughs> I'm not going to get a good wrap up. Uh, let's see. Uh, I oh also official prediction: Mark is going to go on a date with Han, but it's because he stops being a bro and starts treating her like an equal. Okay. And it's finally it's finally going to get through to her but I'm going to make an official prediction that Mark and Han go on one date minimum. Okay. But he needs to humble himself. His regular tactics aren't going to work on someone of what is a woman of substance. Yeah. I think that's all the predictions I got. And that's all the notes that I have. Okay. So let's rate it. You go first. Oh, fuck you. I was going to say you go first. (laughs) 4.5 4.5 fellow point five. <gasps> Same. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, I was like, it's for sure a 4.5. Like, it's very good. It's good. I have a so does Grace ever do a lot do... of things got set up, but also a lot of things. I mean, but Stan still died. Like yeah. that already happened. We had one person die in this episode. I, I do wanna I do I want to rate the episode and I want to rate the whole experience the two like we did. Yeah. Like we did for the fairy where it was one, two, three episodes all together. I want to do that for this one and two. So this episode alone is a fellow point five. And Mm -hmm. I say that because it was really good. The ambulance scene, I definitely did not 
not for foresee an ambulance crashing. Uh, the swastika sh- shock factor was definitely intense. Uh, and then just a lot of emotional drama in with Stan and Ray. Mm-hmm. But I think that there was more that they could have done with uh, the Derek and Rose. There wasn't a lot of setup interaction there. They didn't really give Christina a lot of substance in this episode. And, you know, I like Weber. We didn't get a ton of Weber, but what we got was very intense. So I think that was good, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, I overall really great episode. I don't really have a lot of critiques. It just wasn't a five. If that, Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like it's just there's too much that it's setting up. There Almost hasn't, too like, much happened in this episode. Only only one thing has like come come to the end of the story, and that was Stan. Like everything else is mid storyline, so I right. feel like it would it's hard to give a five because you don't know where anything's going. Um, but the setup yeah. is great, the writing is great, the acting, and this has been great. Like you, it's one of those where you're like excited to see what happens next. Like. Like you are certain that I want you know these. Peop- I want to see most of these people are going to die, but you still are excited to watch the next episode, even though he just like exploded blood all over Lexi. So yeah. that was yeah. bonkers. Still yeah. bonkers. So yeah, wait, how many? Do you still have those notes of how many people watched this episode? Uh fourteen point eleven. So if it's any less than that for part two. I need to know what was going on in those people's head of <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't need to see how this plays out. Yeah. I have no curiosities. What's whatever I can, I can tune in six years from now and figure out what happened or I could just leave the show right now and never come back. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Not but me. That's the thing that I don't understand with these, with these, uh, uh, debut, like, uh, the viewership. Mm hmm. Because th- there were reruns, right? Like, was this one where, like, most shows now? Because I don't, I don't even really even do cable anymore. Uh, but when a show premieres, back in the day, I remember it being at the at the prime time, whatever it was. But then it was again at like midnight. Oh, I don't think ABC really did that, but it is possible again because this was like when the writers' start strike was starting to kick up. It's super possible that like. Maybe the next week they played this before part two. So, yeah, I'm wondering, this isn't cumulative. This isn't, you know, because if next week, is it 14 million people watched the part one and then part two back to back? Uh, I don't know. It's just that, that that's the kind of stuff that I, I sit and I'm like pondering and I'm wondering how that was. <laughs> and And now, you know, they also can't include all the people who streamed it after that, like how many total views has it gotten? So anyways, those are just things I think about. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up this, this episode? I'm glad I, I'm really glad we separated this because trying to fit all that into one long episode would have been tough. And it, I, I feel yeah, like uh, pushing two hours again, <laughs> pushing two hours again. Uh, I would hate for any of our listeners and our, our friends and fans to go, like accidentally start the episode over and like not know where they were at and then have to listen to the whole thing again and, and miss stuff. So yes. Yeah, so if you, if great. you hate that we've done this, I'm so sorry. If you like it, um, you're welcome, but let us know because we're doing the thing where we just are talking and we really didn't go on that many tangents. We're, we're no. still, we're, we're, there's just a lot to get into in these bigger episodes. 
Um, so if you have issues with this, let us know. If you love it, let us know. We will take your feedback. We're kind of just learning as we go. It's our podcast. We're doing our best. Yeah. And also, can I, I, I just will say this. Every, every Patreon subscriber that we've had now, I think Kelsey and I both have had individual conversations with them. And we're asking for feedback. And that's, uh, I know this is at the end of the episode and I know a lot of times this is the part that gets kind of skipped over and, and maybe you miss it or, or you hit the points in the episode that you wanted to hear and you're, you're done or you get to your destination, you're at work, you're done, you're done with your run, you're done listening, right? You tuned out. But if you're on the fence about Patreon, and I'm going to say this next episode too, if you're on the fence about Patreon, just know that you get to help really have a one-to-one direct lifeline to what you want to hear. If you're a Grays fan, there is no one on earth better to talk to than Kelsey. She knows her stuff. Uh, she's I hate seen, Derek. Yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you love Derek, maybe talk to a different uh, fan. But uh, here's the thing. like, You get to talk about all the stuff that's happening live, and you get to listen to these podcasts and go, yeah, I love what's going on. If we do a new format, you're the first group of people that we ask for that feedback on. So if you're on the fence, do it. You put a little bit of money into the the podcast and help us uh, create more really awesome content. And there's cool stuff coming uh, soon that we want to get for for you guys. Like this helps funnel, you know, merchandise, all that stuff. But most importantly, we work for you. And it's true. Uh, so thank you for who has supported all the future supporting people out there. Know that we don't take it for granted. Uh, literally every time it happens, we both lose our mind and freak out for like, we dance it out. Yeah, we do. We text each other. We, we call each other. We talk about it. Um, but nothing makes our day more than that. So thank you guys for that. Thank you all for listening. Uh, it really does mean a lot. And, and if you are on the fence, give it a shot for a couple months, see what you think. Um, reach out to us one-to-one directly, email Kelsey directly at grazeacademypod at gmail.com. Yeah, it's just, it really is something we want to make the best possible product for you. And if you're, if you're frugal with your money, the way Kelsey and I are, you're not going to be paying for bullshit. You want to pay for good shit. So uh, we respect that too. So just throwing that out there. Hopefully you guys don't mind my little rant here, but I felt like it needed to be said. Yes, we really appreciate it. And we appreciate it if you're listening and if you have a moment to leave the reviews and ratings or just share us on social media or send us to someone you think you who would enjoy it. We really appreciate it. It does make a difference. We see these numbers where we're, we see it grow and it's just like really cool. And um, we really enjoy doing this and we would love to be able to step it up and, and do it more. But that's not currently a possibility. But maybe one day. It won't take us eight years to do this entire series. <laughs> yeah. We need to just take a vacation where we just watch. We just binge episodes. Watch, record, watch, record, watch, record, watch, record. Yeah. And get lots um, of fast food in between. Oh, my God. That sounds actually amazing. Uh, okay. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I know there's, like I said earlier, a bajillion states who are under tornado watch. And there's also a lot of states who are getting like pummeled with snow right now. So regardless where you are, I hope your weather isn't crazy and I hope you're able to stay safe and, and uh, have everything you need. But, um, thank you so much for supporting us. And remember if you see Carmen meandering down the side of the road, no spoilies, don't do it. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. And we will see you all in the next one.